Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. Contender profile for the world number one, Iga Sviontek at the Australian Open 2023 tournament. We're going to break it down. I'm going to talk about her recent form. We're then going to talk about her form over not just 2022, but mainly her form at the Australian Open in previous years, how she plays on the hard courts, how her game will translate onto the specific surface, this fast hard court surface, and then a little bit about as well how her draws looking the draw is out and ultimately giving you guys a prediction of where she may finish, where I think she will be where she will be expecting to finish and where I think she actually will finish in terms of result wise. Before we get into it though, remember to hit that like button and do subscribe if you are new. Also, if you're listening on a podcast platform, do leave a rating or review. It really, really does help us out a great deal and we greatly appreciate your support as always. Okay, let's get into this then because Igor Sviontek has been, well, the phenomenon of 2022 really. After Ash Barty retired, she just took on the mantle and said, all you guys are going to get destroyed. And that's exactly what happened. She was incredibly good at Roland Garros, blew everyone away at the US Open as well. A little bit of a blip at Wimbledon, but we know grass is probably not her favorite surface and something she will continually improve on. And I have no doubt she will win Wimbledon at some point. But the Australian Open is what we're talking about. Now, what should we talk about first? I think we should talk about her... Australian Open results first. So, Australian Open results. Last team in the semi-finals lost to Daniel Collins in an upset. It was an upset. Daniel Collins was playing some good stuff, but she was the favourite. We would have got a mouth-watering final of Sviontek versus Ash Barty, but Barty, the way she was playing and the way that Sviontek was playing at the start of the year, I think Barty would have been a big, big favourite in that. Before then, she hasn't really made many splashes at the Australian Open. She made the fourth round in 2021, fourth round in 2020, and second round of 2019. A similar story at the US Open. She won it, of course, last year, but she made the fourth round in 2021, third round in 2020, second round in 2019. So her game has been taken to the next level, I think, last year, especially given how she's revolutionized her forehand a lot more revs on that forehand. Really, really quick hands through the ball as well. Fast whipping action on the forehand side. Very similar to some of the men on the ATP side. The power she generates and how she's now able to flatten it out has meant that she's had a lot more success. We'll touch more about her. We'll touch on her attributes a bit more when we talk about how she will play on the surface and her attributes, weaknesses, and strengths. So we've talked about her Australian Open results and also US Open ones since she started playing in 2019 at the Slams. This is where it now gets very interesting because her recent form is what I want to talk about. Now, she lost to Jessica Pagula very comfortably, 62-62. She's also carrying a slight injury as well, Ishfiontek. She beat Trevisan at the United Cup, Benchich and Putin Saver. Really good. She lost in an exhibition to Rebakana, the woman champion, but it's an exhibition. Uh, beat Sabalenka, beat Pavlachenkova, beat Caroline Garcia, 
lost to Sabalenka at the WTA finals, of course, and also beat Coco Goff at the WTA finals. Okay, great. And beat some really good players. It should be Goff, Garcia, and Kasakina. So the big question mark is going to be how does she look? Where does she end up finishing at this tournament? Well, the first thing I want to talk about is her game and how it translates onto this surface. Now, if you'd asked me maybe a year, year and a half ago, I would have said that she wouldn't have been one of the favourites to win the Australian Open because her game is still very much geared towards the clay courts, the slow courts where she has time to to wind up her forehand and find timing on that side, and she hits with a high with a, she hits with high topspin. She's trying to use angles. She can grind you down. Her defense is extremely good. A, incredible returner as well. That feeds in, of course, the clay court play and. You know, she's going to be able to grind you down from the back of the court and she'll win. And she'll win. But on a faster court, she probably gets blown away. She doesn't quite have the firepower. Now, that has completely changed. Her forehand is the most well struck, powerful forehand on tour. It is comparable to a lot of the men's forehands because the way that she hits it is just very similar technique wise to the men's. Just the way that she's able to get her, her hands so quickly through the ball. Um, the fast whipping action is similar, as I mentioned earlier, to the men's tour. And she was hitting her forehand as hard as Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros. That's how incredible uh, her forehand has been. Now, what I would say is her backhand has always been pretty solid. We've seen some extreme grips on both wings, but what she's done is she's tinkered with her forehand so that she's able to still hit with control and with high topspin when needed. But when she can step in and hit flat, she will do so. And we saw that in the US Open and the Australian Open, which is a slightly quicker court, she will. we will see that a lot more. We'll see her doing that. Hitting through the ball, she knows she can hit winners off, that, off both sides now. Uh, her serve, there are some question marks potentially around that on this surface because... You know, she's got arguably the best kick serve on tour. But at the Australian Open, apart from Wimbledon, it's not as effective as at Roland Garros, for example, or even the US Open. It'll still cause some girls trouble, no doubt. But she really needs to be making a pretty high percentage of first serves, I would assume or imagine. Whether she will be able to remains to be seen. But what she's done very well at the back end of last year is backing up her serve with a forehand. And the first strike normally is a forehand and it's normally a deadly strike. It really is. I was actually looking at the first serve points, one percentages for 2022. She's actually not in the top 10, but that will probably be because at the start of the year, she wasn't really hitting the numbers probably she that she was at the back end. Her forehand is a deadly weapon on the one plus shot. It really is. She's now... Uh, hitting with a lot more confidence is less inconsistency on that side. She's going to be into our forehand, going into win. She's comfortable now or trying to make herself more comfortable to come into the net as well, which is great to see some approaches and good volleys. Uh, the net, she's not the most natural, but she's getting there. And of course, the one thing that is transferable onto all surfaces is her superior athleticism. Incredible movement around the court, defensively fantastic, good slicing and dicing when she needs to, 
to get it back to neutral. And I have to say, I'm incredibly impressed with her willingness to adapt her game and not just adapt her game to become better, but the fact that she has also still kept her level, not just kept her level, but has like risen to the top of the game because of it in such a short period of time. That has been commendable, no doubt, and she'll continue to do so. I think she'll need to slice a fair bit as well on the backhand side uh, when when needed on occasion just to mix things up a bit in Australia, I think is a pretty good tactic. Of course, the ball's going to be flying through, so she will be trying to hit through the ball, flatten up those ground strokes, and on return, try and get onto the front foot straight away. She's going to be a, a terrifying proposition to face for anyone. Uh, but the big question, I think, is how far does she go? What are her expectations? Well, for expectations, that's an interesting one because I would imagine that she expects to win it. She's won two slams last year. This one, of course, she didn't manage to quite go as far as she would like. She'll be looking to win it. doesn't matter who's in the draw. She will be backing herself to go on and win it because she is the number one player in the world and she will want to prove that she is still the dominant force on tour at the start of this new year. In terms of how she plays little bit more about how she plays and how that translates onto this surface uh, of course on serve it will help her assist her a little bit the quicker surface in terms of in the rallies uh, she may look a little bit uncomfortable in the first couple of rounds because she tends to wind up the forehand and backhand um, and almost gets caught for time a little bit even though her movement is so great it's mainly to do with her hands and then the return of course is easy in the sense that if you get a good racket on it, it flies past through the server. But if, you know, you are not able to even get a racket on it because the server is coming through so quickly, that's when it becomes tricky. You need to adapt. So she's someone who is very good at adapting. She's a fantastic returner, fantastic defensively as well. She's so good at being able to uh, just be almost a human backboard at times, but then transition so quickly into attack. And that is what has been incredibly impressive about the youngster, Iga Sviontek. Okay, so we talked a little bit about her style. We talked about her previous runs at the Australian Open. The big question mark is where, how far she, can she go now? She expects to win, but I actually think that she is going to lose in round three. Now that, sorry, in round in the round of 16. Now, that is a massive call. It really is. But I've got Rabakina beating Sviontek. Rabakina, the Wimbledon, Open Ch- Wimbledon champion, sorry, even, of 2022, I've got her beating Iga Sviontek, the semi-finalist from the Australian Open last year. It's a big call, but considering how big Rabakina, uh, sorry, Rabakina serves and also her for- how potent her forehand is, and she's able to stick with people, come to the net, mix things up. I think it might disrupt Sviantek's rhythm, and that could be her undoing. It's a bold pick, I know, but I'm going to stick with it. That's for sure. Uh, but thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. Remember to hit that like button, and do subscribe if you are new. And we shall see you on the next video. Let me know your thoughts. Where do you think Sviantek will finish at the Australian Open? 
Do you agree with my analysis? Is there anything that I've missed or is there anything that you disagree with? Let me know and we'll see you on the next video.